0: OTB. Probably days we were questioning maybe whether this would ever happen first. So now I know, as I said, it's special and it'll be all undone is the only thing if we don't get over the line next week. So um, everything is writing on that one. Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar It's so unexpected it's one of those you had to be there moments you had to be there it subsequently genuinely did change everything about my life oh, you
1: had to be there
0: yes
2: indeed it is the latest episode of you had to be there where we have uh, a different person from the world of sport ordinarily to talk about five of the sporting moments they witnessed in person and the, that stuck with them the performances that, that stood out on those days Tommy Welsh the Kenny legend good morning to you how are things
0: yeah, good morning, Shane. Good morning, Ashley.
1: Good morning, Tommy.
2: Tommy, your, your list is, uh, has, has got me excited here. There's, there's a few absolute belters in here. Um, we'll get straight into it. So you're, you're kicking off your you Had To Be There segment with uh, PJ Ryan's performance uh, in the 2009 All-Ireland Final, of course, the Kenny beating tip. This was a, a matter of the match performance from PJ. It
0: was, Shane. And um, I suppose thinking back on picking trying to pick five, and the amount of games, say, I'd say probably going to games and training sessions and playing for the last 30 years, probably over 3,000 games and training sessions. So the pick five was going to be exciting. <laughs> so I tried to break them all down, I suppose, to a more narrow, I suppose. Um, and PJ Ryan, I went with the county side first. So it was PJ Ryan and DJ Carey. Now, DJ Carey was the 1997 All and Quarter final, just quickly. And, um, and Kenny were getting beaten by nine pints at half time. And this was when scoring, it wasn't at the heights it is now, 30, 29 pints, 30 pints. Ordinarily, it was probably 10, 15 pints were scored in them days. And they came back, and DJ scored 2 8. And he was just incredible to beat Galway below and Thurlis. So it was between him and PJ Ryan, but I went with PJ, 1,009 All Ireland final. I suppose the quality of the opposition was just top class. You had Lark Parbet, you had Shamie Callanan. You had Owen Kelly. So, like, who he had to take on to man the match in that final was just incredible. And I often say and thank him when I see him for the All-Ireland medal. I say, thank you, That Thursday night All-Ireland medal is your medal. And, no, it was an unbelievable performance, you know, and I suppose it was a great lesson for all young fellas. as well. he had to wait and wait. And it was later on in his career when he, you know, made his debut. Like, he had to wait for James McGarry, who was, you know, a top-class goalie for Kenny for... Probably 10 years. And he waited and waited and waited. And, you know, it, his, his persistence paid off because, you know, in American sports, ain't talk about clutch. Like, this was clutch for PJ because he lives right in the Tipperary border. Mm. You know, the right Tipperary, you have to rewind back. We hadn't beaten them previous to that in an All-Ireland final. We played them in 1991. It was my first All-Ireland to go to. Ended in sheer disappointment. You know, Michael Cleary was probably the star of that Tipperary team. Declan or not Declan Ryan but the Bonners and you know Bobby Ryan. So I think it was nineteen sixty seven when we beat him in an Ireland final last. And here was 2009, like the, the I suppose the tension, the build up, the pressure around the borders. I live in the border as well, it was unbelievable. You're meeting lads down the graveyard. And um <laughs> yeah, his, the saves, like you have to say Tipperary hurled brilliant on that day. Only for I suppose PJ you know, it was just
2: top class. It's funny because, as you say, like, um, PJ's a Fenian club man, so right there on the border with Tipperary. And, uh, like, I think I was reading him speaking about, about the game afterwards where he said, even as a kid growing up, as a Kilkenny youngster, you'd be in your dreams, running around even in, in, in your back garden. And you, always when you imagine scoring that winning point in an All-Ireland final or, or in PJ's case, making a, an All-Ireland winning save, it's, it's against Tipperary in your, in, your, in your dreams, you know? And, and yet, 2000, before 2009, there hadn't been a final between the two of you, as you said, for, for so long. So it must have made it all the more special.
0: Oh, it was incredible. Because, like, Tipperary had the upper hand on us. Like, that great Tipperary team of the 60s, you know? Hell's Kitchen and John Dial and, you know, Jimmy Dial. They were just an outstanding team, that Tipperary team of the 60s. You know, and I suppose they went away for a bit then, you know, during probably the 70s and 80s. So it was only the 80s Tipperary came back and then the rivalry I suppose you know was, 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 it resurfaced in 91 They beat us again after so long you know and we were on top for, for, for a couple of years you know and to play in 2009 like I remember in the in the, in the the, I was good friends with Peter I remember in the, the, the Crown Plaza before the game we used to go to Crown Plaza and um, this could be probably around 11 o'clock the day of an all and finally, finally half-three and the two of us were, everyone went out for a few pucks and we were the last kind of at the table and we couldn't even drink our soup like, that was the te- tension that was there that was the pressure, that was the nerves but like they're good, like, all sports people will tell you, like, you're probably at your best when you're at, when, you're, when you're at your most nervous because you're just focused, it's so singular, you're so focused on that moment in time the next ball, you're not thinking about the cup you're not thinking about the celebrations, you're not thinking about winning or losing, you're just thinking about that moment in time when you have to win the ball and you know, I'm seven pages just sitting looking at each other, barely able to talk and we kind of laughed at about it as well and uh for him to go on then and do what he he done then was just incredible. And I was so happy for him, like, you know, because he put so much into it.
1: And what was he like, I suppose, uh, as a person, Tommy? He, cu- he always came across quite understated as a player.
0: Yeah, no, he was a great character. PJ was great for the one liners and you know, he'd always be trying to recite beside him on nights out because you'd have great fun. Like I went over to Celtic, great we went two the two, trip, two, two trips over to Celtic play uh, over in Glasgow and Celtic Park and just great character. Um, as he said, he is quite probably in a group, Ashling,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: um, no more than all the other Johnstown lads, you know, great fun when, when he gets going.
2: Uh, your next pick, Tommy, is uh, is, a, is a fairly famous one, and I'm sure this was a difficult one for you to to remember and recall. But Lark Corbett's performance for, for Tipperary in the 2010 All Ireland final, of course, the three goals uh, in that game, September 5th, 2010, Tip 417, Kilkenny 118, in that All Ireland final, um, uh, ruining Kilkenny's five in a row dreams. Um, fair play to you, Tommy. You're, you're a bigger man than me, uh, being able to recall this and talk about it. <laughs>
0: Well, I hear, see, hear Michael Verney before the, in the intro saying, uh, you know, as you have to be there. Like, but I wish I wasn't there. You know? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, listen, Lark Corbett And, you know, like, you know, the 2012, you know, the in- between myself and him, $70 and semi-fine. Like, that's o- often, you know, a reference. And, um, you know, it's, I'd be a bit uneasy about it because... Like, Lar Corbett will be remembered about all the unbelievable performance he put in, especially in Crow Park. 9 dollars and final, he was outstanding as well, even though, you know, we won that day. But Lara was brilliant that day as well. 1010 final then, I suppose. We were going for the five in a row, as you said, Shane. The hot's the favourites. 10,000 people at our training sessions. You know, Kerry had... The great Kerry Golden Years team had went for the Bomber. And, you know, I uh, you know, um, suppose, Jack O'Shea, Pat Spillane... Mikey Sheehy, John Eek and like all the legendary players, you know, and we were the next team to, to become the team that could, you know, to win it, you know, if that Kerry, the great Kerry team couldn't do it, that we were going to do it, and we couldn't, you know, and Larry Carver, I was just outstanding, you know, and <laughs> I suppose tactics changed, Shane as well, we were used to playing in our position, zone, defending, and um, that finally just didn't work, he, he wasn't marking one man, and we were a brilliant team, like again, you know, when Peter Ryan, you know, gave him the nod in the last one because the quality of the opposition were so good. Well, the same with Larr, like, like he came up against brilliant defenders. You had Noel Hickey, you had JJ, you had Michael Kavanagh, Jackie Terrell, you know, John Tennyson. Like, he was coming up against the, the cream of the crop and still produced three goals in the All-Ireland final. Like, I'd say probably the last person to do anything was Tommy O'Connell from Clare back in the, or from Kilkenny against, back in the 50s against Washford. So, you know, an achievement that was just, you know, surpassed anything probably that had had gone on in previous years and every one of his goals was was, he had to use a different skill to do it and uh, no, fair play to him, you know, he was an outstanding, outstanding player and, you know, a gentleman off the field and, you know, as Michael Verney said, you you really did have to be there to see that, you know, I'd say as a neutral, it must have been great to watch.
2: Mad, like, because Corbett started at eleven in that game, didn't he? And he eventually moves to the edge of the square. And as you say, someone of the stature of of Noel Hickey, um, you know, to outperform him is is quite the achievement. So it probably puts the performance in a bit of context as well, Tommy.
0: Yeah, it, it does, Shane. And it wasn't just say he he was roaming everywhere that day. Yeah, so it but, wasn't just in the forward and full forward. He was on all of us. I'd say different stages. <laughs> Got a, you know, probably a goal off probably three different fellas. And um, you know, I know McGrath gave him a great pass for the second one. Shane McGrath gave a long ball for the first one. And um, you know, like in, when I was looking at like just to put it into perspective, like the one performance that had up against it was Brian Whelan's performance in, in the 1998 All Ireland final. Um, Brian Whelan, by all accounts, he was manned a match in five All Ireland finals, would you believe, Shane? And uh, an incredible statistic. He, you know, and in that final, he had the flu coming up to Brian Whelan, and um, Brian Whelan or Brian McAvoy, Tots McAvoy was kind of, you know, giving him a roast. And uh, on, in the first twenty minutes, Brian Whelan was wing back, uh, and Brian McAvoy was wing forward. So they had to put him up in the forwards because he had the flu. You're so good, you didn't want to take him off. He ended up at one six, one three from play, <laughs> and you know, obviously oh, it was a big shock at the time. Kenny were raging half favourites that absolutely, you know, trounced him in the Leinster final. But um, so that's what this Laric target performance was up against, and didn't just pick this one up out of the air like a thought long, and hard about it. And um,
1: yeah, just just he was brilliant that day, Lar. I'm trying to think back to the goals, but I think it was the second one, Tommy. Where there's maybe like five or six defenders chasing. How he didn't get hooked or blocked. I, I don't know. he still managed to get the ball away and into the back of the net. You
0: <laughs> did. We even trying to hurl that, Ashley. Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> You were afraid to say it. I would say. That was, that was <laughs> the
1: first goal, I think. Was yeah, it?
0: Yeah, that, that was on the second half, the second one. The first one was a long ball, he caught. Oh, he caught, yeah, and, yeah his and, hands, yeah. yeah. Second one, on gave him a lovely pass. But this was the AM and O'Shea, kind of, you know, it was his kind of coach in that year. Like, before that, finally go back to the teams of the 80s, the 90s, the 1000s. It was all about winning your own ball. It was all mm-hmm. about being the bigger man, uh, man v. man towards aiming no shape right into this. Why do we have to all, you know, think the same way? Probably looking at other sports. Let's bring movement into it. So back in the day, like, moving was, are like, you afraid of your man stand beside him? You know, that was the, you know, the old school way of thinking about hurling down. It was all about being tough and that. But he brought a different way of thinking, a different mentality. So that's where team was moving all the time. They were never standing beside you. So Lar, probably no one's seen him. The ball came into Noel McGrath. He won it. So they were probably all chasing down the grab, but Lar, off he went. And um, he got the pass and, and put in the back of the net. And they learned massively, listened to their interviews um, after that 2010. They learned massively from 2009 as well, Ashling, in that they all went in 2009 to PJ Ryan's good side, which was saving over to the, you know, to his, say, to PJ Ryan's left, to, to, as you're looking at PJ Ryan to his right. But in the 2010 final, they all went the other side. So he had to swing back his hurl to try and save, which would take an extra, probably half a second or a second. So I'd say a huge thought went into that 2010 final.
2: Um, I hadn't even realised Brian Whelan was, was one of the match in 5 All-Ireland. Uh, a big game player, you'd almost say he's the, maybe the Parchi song of hurling, but... Um... We'll lock it into that conversation.
1: Oh, we'll park Shane. that one there.
2: We'll move on. <laughs> Tommy, you're a man after my own heart with the next one. Uh, you, you've thrown a snooker one in there, which I'm absolutely delighted with. So, Ken Doherty, <laughs> opening your local snooker hall. Let's uh, let's spend an hour on this one, shall we?
1: Shane is buzzing here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I would rather if the man himself was here and uh, was able to give uh, his recollection because I was kind of going down with Shane. I knew Shane. I knew... You know, Ken Darty, world champion, has all the awards and all the achievements that that he has done for the last twenty or thirty years. But didn't know, I suppose, a whole lot deeper about the man or about the sport. And um, so we went down anyway. We we're back opening up our local hall there last last year, about four or five months ago, and uh, we're opening up opening up the, the snooker hall or, or the billiard hall, and. Um, they brought down Ken Doherty, which is a major coup for for the parish, so we all turned up to see him and supposed to support the hall, and um, wasn't really expecting anything other than, you know, seeing a caught a few shots. But the stories that he, you know, he was absolutely outstanding. Just real old-school Dublin, you know, the old-school Dublin stories, and um, <laughs> we were laughing for two, for two hours. And um, about the performance itself then, like, I was kind of there, and they just asked me, would, just on the night, I wasn't expecting to play. And uh, they just asked me, to, would I play him in, in, in kind of an exhibition? And I was a bit embarrassed, to be honest about it, because, you know, i played probably snooker once or twice in, in my lifetime. Played a bit of pool, all right. But, and um, so I was getting up a bit hesitant and kind of didn't really want to play. And I just, cause I'd i rather if maybe someone that was like you, Shane, maybe loved the game, got their chance to play against Ken. But listen, I got up anyway, and I just kind of half, put in a throwaway comment and say, listen, I'll take nine or ten shots and someone else can step in then, you know and um can let me break anyway and so I need cool head on anyway, so I just absolutely smashed them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Which um, is not the thing or thing to do when you're playing Ken Doherty and Snooker. So with that he popped at every single ball, so I didn't get one more shot.
2: <laughs> at least you can, you can say that you played against a World Snooker champion, which is impressive enough in itself, Tommy. I, am I right in saying, I'm after a quick Google there, am I right in saying your birthday is the 5th of May, Tommy?
0: No, Google is wrong. Twenty seventh.
2: Twenty seventh. I was (laughs) going to say because Wikipedia has done. I I, I was getting excited there because it said your birthday was the fifth of May, and literally Ken already won the world title on the fifth of May. So that would have been your fourteenth birthday. But uh, (laughs) it was
0: you on the fifth of May. I was was all right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You
2: probably remember Ken winning the winning the uh, the world snooker title, and you were you were approaching fourteen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like that time, I suppose you know you had Steve Davis, Steve Henry. Steve Henry was the king around that time, and I was watching. You know, snooker. It's like Wimbledon, like the tennis. You kind of watch it when the the darts. You watch them when the worlds are on. You don't watch it for twelve months a year. You <laughs> it, you know? And yeah, we were so proud of him that time. Like you know, for for an Irish lad to become world champion w- w- was incredible. You know, and um, you know, we were probably sad at the time too with Jimmy White. You know, them years losing all them finals as well. It was, there was so much stories and so much character to the sport. But uh, definitely. You know, with Stephen Henry so 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 good and so powerful, probably like Limerick at the moment in the senior Ireland or, you know, Dublin where a few few years ago in the football so dominant. And to to see Ken win that in ninety seven was, you know, a proud moment for all his Irish, yeah.
2: It was unbelievable. Um, really, really impressive achievement and one that probably gets forgotten about maybe in the in the grand scheme of things in history, that we had a world champion and in a sport that, that, uh, at, that t- at that time was huge you're, as you mentioned uh, Tommy you're coming off the back of the 80s and the black ball final in 85 and Taylor and Davis and 18.5 and million people watching so it's not that long after that I know 12 years on when, when uh, Ken wins the world title in 97 but uh, yeah by all accounts a lovely guy we had Ronan O'Gara on uh, recently he was talking about his love of darts and uh, watching the Ali pally, and he's, uh, he's made a call out to try and get a an OTB bus to go over to Ali Pali now in December for a bit of a road show. I don't know if you've ever been to the Crucible Tommy, you've been over a couple of times myself but maybe, maybe in May we could get uh, myself and yourself and a few others on board on a bus and, and cover the snooker <laughs> as well
0: Yeah, give me a shout I'd be up for that
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's right in the middle of the Championship but sure look, you can miss one game for a bit of snooker. Uh, <laughs> there's no risk. Um, Tommy, your next pick on, uh, you had to be there, the fourth pick, the penultimate pick is uh, Owen Larkin's performance in the 2011 County Final. Talk us through this one
0: yeah, and this was probably one of the, t- the toughest and uh, probably produced um, the best choice, really. Um, like I was going back, This I was looking at the club scene. You know, as I said, probably, you know, 3,000 games and training sessions big pick out performances. There were so many of them. Like thinking of the local club guys like Johnny Butler from Over the Road and Callan, our near neighbours. When I was watching Hurling, he was giving performances from corner back that were just out of this world, like Paul Murphy did for Kilkenny. For, for so many years, like Sean Finn is doing for Limerick. But jo- uh, Johnny Butler was just incredible and you could have probably picked many of his performances. There was John Marnell, another local club in Town, the Borough full-back. This guy was an inspirational figure, Shane, like uh, Brian Lohan. So mm. when he did that and the whole crowd and the whole team, it probably was like a goal or it was like a pint. <laughs> um, Lester Ryan often spoke about Lester, of what a great leader and captain he was and influenced probably on me in my later years. Well, his brother Liam, was one of the best club hurlers I've ever seen. Like he always produces four, five, six points from Clare, and is still doing it. Not sure what age he is now, 33 or 34, I'd say, and he's still doing it year after year. But the greatest performance that I have seen, and probably in any great inter county club or any sport even, and that's to take in the Pelés, the Ronaldos, the Messis, was Larkin's performance in that 0 11 county final. Um, to give you a bit of background behind it, Shamrock's. I'd say Balliol Shamrocks would have been probably hot favourites at the time. They had all the stars, the Chad, the Henrys, Mick Fenley, you know, and Welch, uh, Joey Holden, I'd say was young, probably back that time, probably out in the wing. And um, they were just, you know, Colin Fenley and the village, or you know, a big town team. Town teams will always have a chance, but Balliol hot favourites and the village were winning the, 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 the drawing game. And I think Balliol got a late score to uh, draw and looked like James Stevens had blown their chance uh, Replay came then And um, Jackie and Colin Fenley, You know, they, they, they went off Basically, you know, after I'd say probably four, 20 minutes to go Maybe, or, or that And it looked like Jackie was inspirational at that time Like he, he he was just incredible for the village Like no one could go, come near him And when he went off, it was like Listen, that's their chance gone now uh, Ballyhale will, will tip on and up stepped on larkin yeah. and just you know he scored 111 that day probably one three or one four from play but that probably doesn't do him justice you he, he kind of as verney says it's just about you had to be there just to soak it up to embrace it to appreciate it just every ball he won he won a free every ball he won he made a pass that ended up in a score or he scored himself and um you know, it was just out of this world. And, um, you know, Niall Rigney was over him at the time. A tough, tough character. Niall, he was over the village. They were a tough team. They played a tough that year. And um, he was kind of the, you know, the messy, I suppose. You know, the Argentina in this World Cup were a tough team. <laughs> but, and then he was the finesse, Messi. Well, Larky was the finesse, along with the toughness. It was like DJ. Like, he wouldn't be going around jostling the lads or, or you know acting the big ladder like at dap but bravery toughness there was no one probably braver or tougher than Narky than you know, or, or DJ for that matter but th- that's the performance he put in that day and it was just blew everyone's minds you know
2: It's mad how you say as you say Ballyhill Shamrocks were the favourites and yet 120-15 to 15 is the final score <clears throat> an 8 point win for James Stevens. As you say, 111 of that 120 for Owen Larkin is, is quite a remarkable achievement in a, in a county final replay at senior level. Um, sounds like the second half was was fairly exciting as well. Even at the start of the second half, uh, just reading here, both sides reduced to 14 men. Bit of a skirmish. Jackie Turrell and Colin Fenley both sent off by the referee Eamon Mansfield. So uh, the, the second 30 minutes certainly serving up a, a bit of a cracker by the sound of things.
0: Yeah, Eamon Mansfield is news are not had. Yeah, um, you know, usually lets it flow. and But, yeah, the two lads went. And, like, his goal even um, that day, like, he, he got the ball. And I'd say there was probably probably seven or eight Ballyhay lads around him. And just mm-hmm. in he went with Larky. Like, he was famous for his little solo run. that he just weaved in and weaved out. Like, you know, when Messi gets the ball, he's able to control it. And just, like, you know, school hurling like schoolyard soccer just no one can take the ball off him Larkey's goal in that final was, was like that like how he got in and, he, and even how he got the ball off in the end how he wasn't hooked because I often reference the Ballyhay lads they are the greatest players and team that I've ever seen to hook and block just the skill of it never mind the work rate or the intensity the skill of, of perfecting the art of hooking and blocking and day cutting and there was about 6 or 7 lads around him but he only he went in his little hazy solar run and uh, bounced the ball straight into the corner of the net and you know he oh he gave it was a performance for the ages really Shane you know and the whole stadium you know the way a player steps up in 10 minutes maybe and wins a game but this wasn't like that this was like every ball he won <laughs> That's
1: the whole went right no? yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: One of those yeah. performances, yeah. Players are untouchable. Happened to even game.
1: that goal, like it, there was a little bit of a ruck I think before that, and it was popping around, and he managed still to get in, get low, get the ball, get out, and they're all chasing him. Just yeah, remarkable.
0: Yeah. He was a talented, talented fellow, Ashley. Even he's a brilliant soccer player, larky, and um, uh, Shane, even the snooker. <laughs>
1: like
0: um, I would, don't know naughty, naughty Kenny's David Morris. Like David Morris would have been on the pro. Circuit there uh, for for a while. He'd have a few titles there. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, an excellent player, you know. And um, he, I think Larky played him in a in a local county final. In the snooker. In the snooker, yeah. Larky's a brilliant snooker player, yeah.
2: Unreal. I, my respect for <laughs> Owen Larkin it was already high, but it's just skyrocketed <laughs> through the roof. Let <laughs> me tell you.
0: Uh, yeah, fine with these guys. They're brilliant at all sports. Mm. It was Tom Brady, brilliant to, was at was a baseball. Michael Jordan was brilliant at baseball. These guys seem to they can play any sport. Like we were up, uh, I often told the story about up in Cairn House when we were training for probably an all Ireland or Leinster and, um, you know, we'd be at downtime. We used to, you know, play a few sports but we had a big penalty shootout Um David Hersey used to organise and used to get a great prizes off Sean Swan from Swan's, Ele- Swan's Electrical there in Carlow. And, um, you know, That's the prize good. might be a microwave or a washing machine. You know?
1: <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what were the prizes?
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, there were brilliant fri- prizes. Uh, you know, our group was even called that time Swan's Electrical, you know, because uh, we appreciated there were massive prizes, but they were funny as well. You know, if you win the penny show, you win a microwave. Or, <laughs> and David he was brilliant. You know, he was brilliant for team spirit and morale and... Um, so he organised that with Swan's Electrical and um, who won it would you say if you are to one guess who won the penalty shoe
2: between all the Kilkenny lads yeah it was oh. yourself was it no Shefflin. Oh, I was right. going to
1: say yeah Henry all the way I was
2: looking for a surprise winner there I was, going, I was backing <laughs> no. Tommy
0: Right. No, I was just trying to get back. <laughs> Surprise
2: winner, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't known for your penalties necessarily, do you know? Uh, yeah, Jesus, Sheffield's good man from a dead ball, to be fair.
1: But even when you were saying uh, that so many of the, the great sports people are good at loads of sports, so what else were you good at, Tommy? Oh,
0: this was very good at. Jesus. it's just the hurling, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be modest now, Tommy, come on. <laughs> I was billiards. We had a billiards tournament there. It was the two weeks ago. I was playing the local public in trucker there. And the first twenty minutes, the only scores we got were fouls. <laughs> <laughs> so billiards, and Jesus! I yeah, a where he actually missed the ball.
2: <laughs> billiards, for anyone who doesn't know, is uh, it's essentially pool without the without the pockets. So you're, you're you're talking angles, and you must be a good man for, for getting a snooker then in the in the, in the pool. You know, you, to work out your angles. I suppose billiards is um, is crucial. If you have a billiards background, you're going to be be automatically a better pool player or snooker player.
0: Yeah, I is a brilliant sport, yeah. So they used to play it like back in my father's time, like and them lads are kinda of coming to the top here in this local tournament. You
2: know,
0: <laughs> they grew up and we grew up with PlayStations and, you know, computers, they grew up in the local Billard Halls and Snooker Halls, but yeah, playing Billard so there's three balls, you know, you've the two white balls, one white dot and a red ball and you're trying to hit one your ball off the other two balls or hit it off one of them and into the into the pocket. So geez, it's a brilliant game and it's fast.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, unreal. Didn't realise that. Uh, fair play, Tommy. And th- the last one, on your uh, you had to be there list. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Ashley and myself were discussing this one before the show. I hadn't been Loved familiar it. with this story. Shane Hennessy, Tuller Owen, under fourteen, fail at national All Ireland group stage against Mount Sion. Uh, fair to say, Shane Hennessy had his um, his score on hurling with him that day. He did. He did.
0: And um, and you know, again to put it into perspective, uh, regards had it up against, so this is the local one, the own one really, and um, had it up against, the last time we won the county final was 1994, and Liam Keown was just, you know, heroic in that final, the the end score was 166 six points, we beat Dixborough in the county final, that was the last time we won it, and Liam in the second half, he came out late, he had two either bruised ribs or broken ribs, and he scored a pint from 100 yards. And this guy was going around, kind of like Larky in that 11-county final, diving blocks. He was, you know, blocking lads with his hands. It was just an incredible performance. They all played great that day, you know. And, um, in, you know, my Uncle Dick was there, and whoever they were saying they knew they were going to win it, when he was quiet, Dick would have been quiet, but I think he would have got a shot of one of the Borough lads. And just really quietly in his own words, someone heard him saying, War has been declared, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we went on and we won that final. But, so just to put it into perspective, that's what this Shane Hennessy performance was up against. A truly heroic performance in the history of our club. But we played Kilmallock, So do you remember Andrew Shockness? He used to play for um, Limerick. Mm. Um, he was a couple of years younger than us. So he was really small. And... We played, um, we stayed in Pilltown, who would have been now in South Kilkenny. And the fail at that time, is, you went off and stayed in the, in, in, it was in at that time, but we were staying in Pilltown. They were staying, Kilmallock were staying in Mount Sine. So we were in a group of four, and the top team went through out of the group stages into the, I think it was the quarterfinals or the semi finals. So we were the two favourites, ourselves in Kilmallock. We both won our morning games handsomely enough. So, the middle game, I think, was in Mount Sign, and it was a titanic battle, and it was a draw. So, and Shockness, he was cornered forward. He's brilliant, you know, and uh, went on to be brilliant. Now, our lad handled him. Jerry O'Dea handled him very well that day. I'm not sure if he scored, but Shockness, he went on to be an absolute star. team think during the week, you know, winning Hartley Cups, I think he's back involved with that as well, and brilliant player for Limerick. But that Kilmallock team is a super team. So, it went to the last round, and they played first, and they played Pilltown. And they won by whatever they won by. So we were playing Mount Sign then at about half seven or seven o'clock. Dirty, wet evening out in Pilltown. And uh, we to win be 33 pints. So realistically, you know, we were kind of, you know, you listen, you always think of a chance, actually, Ashening, but probably we, we felt it was going to be up against it. And Shane Hens scored 11-4. And, <laughs> That's uh, outrageous. We, so it's just outrageous. 11-4 <laughs> <He's got laughs> yeah. sorry 11, 11,
1: 11, 11 goals they so needed points. 33 points Eleven
2: four. Yeah. 4 even 4-11 would have been unbelievable but 11-4 oh. 11-4 four.
0: Four, like and like even you know say if you had to end off at half time after scoring maybe 5-3 you'd say a fair play to him he did his point his shift but to score 11-4 and you know I often talk about how matches they're not necessarily one in the last five minutes there could be one in the first five minutes well, you know, we went on, you know, to, to win that fail against a great Cork team with Kieran Murphy, absolute star again, Michael Cosson, was a great lad that played for him, I think his name was Kevin Goggins, a super Tharsfield team in the final, but we wouldn't have been in that final without Shane Hennessy's performance on the Friday night inside, in, or was it a Saturday, it's a Friday night actually, inside in uh, Piltown against Mount Sainz, so, listen, that man, you know, he was brilliant for us and for many, many years, and... um you know, even in a relegation final many years later, he, I think in we played and draw and match then replay, he came back, he was after either being injured in, or in Australia, and I think over the two days, he scored 222 or
2: 224.
0: <laughs> so, you know, just a great, great club, great club, man. And, um, you know, it definitely it was a historic moment for, for us, like, you know.
1: I was just reading some reports about it yesterday, Tommy. I think it was Waterford's the former all ireland winning goalkeeper ned power and he spoke about how walsh took his usual place at full par- at full back and marked the biggest boy on the sarsfields team the sarsfields full forward is a human skyscraper in the form of a teenager the opposing full back was an elf who appeared so laughable out of his depth <laughs> After 20 minutes, Power's fears had been fulfilled. The twist being, it was the unfortunate full forward who was eaten alive by the little fella. Power noted the name and filed it away for future reference. Tommy Walsh.
0: <laughs> Daniel <there's laughs> Goliath, unreal. That was great, and it wasn't actually great in that final. But listen, it was nice to hear them things. You know, were, you know. I think uh, you know he mentioned my grandfather as well, so my mother was delighted with that. Like, you know, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: super nice. Super nice. Unreal. Tommy, your picks then in the books for you had to be there. PJ Ryan, 2009 All-Ireland. Lark Corbett in 2010 in the All-Ireland, of course. Ken Doherty opening your local snooker hall. Owen Larkin's performance in the 2011 County final replay. And then, of course, Shane Hennessy's 11 goals and four points just in the under-14 fail and national All-Ireland group stage against Mount Zion. Tommy, great stuff as always. Brilliant picks. Thanks a million for joining us. Thanks, Amelia. Thanks, nice Tommy. Great stuff, Tommy uh, it's, it's, so exception.
0: Exception. it's one of those you had to be there moments. You had to be there. It subsequently genuinely did
1: change everything about my life. You yeah, had to be there.